Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy, tactics, and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. All right, Namanya, man. Hey, I'm glad you're on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, there, I think there might be a little bit of a, an audio delay, so we'll have to kind of work through that a little bit. But um, we'll see how that goes. Can you hear me all right now? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear you for a second. Yeah, well, I guess that's what countries do to internet connections. So, yeah, so the way I like to start this uh, is like usually with like a five-minute meditation, you know, where we're just completely silent for the first five minutes of the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> no, honestly, and no, I appreciate you being on. Um, I, uh, I think LinkedIn's a pretty cool place. I, I've been really everybody that's been on the, the podcast so far has, I've, I think I've, I've met um, through LinkedIn and you're the first person that's been out of the, out of the country, which I think is awesome because the world is changing so fast. And so um, I, I appreciate you being on, uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, I, I kind of get that a lot. Uh, I've been recently a guest on a, on a few podcasts based in in US, and I was everywhere. If not the first one from Europe, certainly the first one from Serbia. Yeah, I think I, I I saw one of your posts, and it said I think it was saying all the different countries that you're working in right now. Are are you working in the US? Yeah, uh, US, Switzerland, uh, Serbia, Slovenia, Croatia. Uh, UK, and, and that's it. I work a lot with, with Canada and Australia before, but not at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think there's, it seems like there's so much opportunity for people to, uh, to expand their, their reach, so that's awesome. So, um, so one of the first things that, like, I mean, if, the first thing that I noticed about you was just like you were putting out really cool content, and that's what I reached out to you. I was like, hey, th- your stuff's really cool, it's interesting. A lot of people kind of, it seems like a lot of the stuff is regurgitated and, um, and people don't often take like a, a stance and, and you were always taking a stance and, um, and I appreciate that. So that's why I reached out to you. But then after that, I saw a specific video you did. It was, it was based, it was, you were talking about the difference between B2B and services. And that Product really- and services. Yeah, like how, like, like the difference between them and how services are all based on trust. And, um, that stood out to me as well, because that's something that I think about a lot. Like I specifically work with service-based businesses. Um, but on LinkedIn, there's a lot of stuff for B2B and, 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 and service businesses are B2B too, but a lot of the time it's like a product, you know, it's like, um, something that someone can just buy. So, um, so that really stood out to me. And I thought that that would be like an interesting thing to talk about a little bit is like, uh, helping, helping some service businesses. And, and we could even use my company as an example if you wanted, but like, um, like, how do you think differently about work, like, you know, marketing yourself as a, cause you're a service-based business, right? You're a professional service provider. Yeah. So how do you think differently between marketing yourself and marketing like a product company and what, what are the overlaps and what, and, and what is different? I mean, the, the overlap is, uh, definitely us, the humans behind the product or behind the service. Because I really think somebody is going to buy your product, not only because it, it helps them solve the problem, it's what service also does, but also because, uh, because of your story, because the story behind the product, the story behind the service, how did you come up with that? Why did you come up with that? What's happening behind the scenes? How are you developing that? Um, do you have like a team that's, that's uh, reflecting trust? or uh, what's your experience with, is your product or service helping others? Those are some things that, that stand out for, for, both, for both things. But when it comes to the product, I mean, uh, pro- having a product market fit is, uh, is a must. And if you don't have that, I mean, you can, you can hang from the ceiling and nothing will happen. Right. So are, are you usually working with uh, companies that have product market fit already? Um, in most cases, yes. Uh, but, but some of them are, uh, some of them are developing new products while we are working with them. And uh, basically 
they are using uh, what we what we know and the experience we we have for working with other companies, just to to uh, help them uh, basically get get to the to the market as fast as possible. Like I work with with more than sixty uh, companies even before I started funky marketing. Like when you work in in the agencies and in two startups, that's what you come up with. You know, you work with a lot of different businesses, industries, and you, you learn a lot from from different sides. Yeah. And it shapes you uh, in a way that what what's working, what what doesn't work, when something is, is a fluff and when something is a real product. I mean, what I do often is when we start working with somebody or they, they approach us, even before we start working with them, I, I pretend that I'm a customer. So I go out, I fill out the forms, I, I see how long does it take for them to send me the confirmation email. Uh, if the form is really valuable to me, why am I giving all the data? Uh, I don't know, like uh, I'm going to the website to see what's the navigation, if I can do like three steps to get to the CTA or no, or those kind of things. You know, and then when I talk with them, I see there's a correlation between what I saw and what I'm hearing from them. And then, then I know if there's a right fit, they know what they're doing, what they're talking about, do they know about their mistakes, those kind of things. And this is where, you know, if, if there's a fit in, and I can see the same thing that I experienced before I talk with them, I know that we can work together and I can see that, that they are aware of some things that, that might be missing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you brought up a good point. Like, uh, like in, in consulting, you, you made a bunch of good points, but one thing that kind of stood out to me just because I've been in consulting for so long is like, it's pretty cool that you get so much different experience. It's like you're running your own business, but you get to see so much stuff that's going on in other businesses. And uh, I don't know, just you, you learn so much that I think a lot of people don't get that experience when they uh, work for a job, you know, um, or a single company. Um, yeah, I think that's the, that's the benefit of working in, in agencies, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and the, but the other thing I was curious about too is like, one thing that I've found that is pretty interesting is like, so there's product market fit, knowing that your product is serving a need and that people have an interest in it. But I also have found that marketing in itself is a strategy to help you find product market fit. Maybe it's an earlier stage, but... Yeah. In the end, you got to get out there. You have to like, you have to pitch something. You have to kind of explain the value to it. You have to get, have conversations. You have to have people say yes or no. And if they say no, you have to take that feedback. And that feedback goes back into the marketing. And it, like, the, the biggest mistake that, I, that I've made, because I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I, 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 the beginning of my career was all in technology. I was, all, I was a technology professional. I built technology, software, all that stuff. Um, and I, so I have a bunch of startup stories and as engineers, we always just wanted to build it. But uh, now that I got into marketing and I'm actually helping people with marketing, I, I, I went about it a different way and I, I was always pitching an idea and then based off of the, the response, then I would take that and actually build the product. And I thought that was a pretty fascinating process to just build the product based off of what people actually tell you. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, uh, I, I relate a lot, a lot to what you were saying because uh, my eldest client and uh, one that has been with us from the start is like Impahub Belgrade. They're working a lot with, with startups. They have like pre-acceleration program. So I'm seeing a lot of companies, a lot of, uh, let's say IT guys, mostly developers who are coming up with a, with a product they think it's, it's good because the, it solves their problem. And then they're, they keeping it to themselves until, until they, they build it and <laughs> then they found out that nobody wants that. <laughs> and that's some, one of the most common like mistakes that's, that's over there. And we are based in Serbia and, and there's room for, uh, for all of them to try, try things out on a little market. And then when they have the, the proof that they have, uh, product market fit, they can go to the, to the markets of scale, to the US, to, uh, I don't know, Europe, 
Canada, Australia. Uh, and not that many of, the, of them are doing it the right way because they're so closed in their heads. They, like we know what we are doing. We know the product that we are developing and they don't actually seek for feedback. Not, it's not the case that they don't accept it, but they don't seek for it. And a uh, majority of them don't know like how it is to develop the business. They don't know the, the, the practices of business development. I mean, right now here in this market, this is one of the, the biggest things that's missing and that's business development. Like the technology knowledge is extremely high. I would say like maybe one of the highest in the world, but when it comes to business development, not that many people have that knowledge. And that's why we like, we are stuck, stuck out here. And I mean, one of the, one of the other things is that there are not that many opportunities for investments. That's also one of, one of the reasons, but yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because especially in the tech world, like if, when you're designing a service, it's actually pretty flexible. Like, you just change your marketing and you you have a new product, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's why I think like, uh, I think that's why there's a big boom in like a lot of the, um, the courses and stuff. I mean, if uh, building the course is a big, is a big uh, effort, but, but just designing a service is really just words and you're crafting it and pitching it. But with technology, it's a slippery slope because, and I think what happens to people is um, they come up with an idea, they start to build it. And now they're, they're pretty much, they have an infrastructure. They've, they've developed something and they have investment in it emotionally and mentally. And now like to even accept feedback is to say, maybe that all that time is wasted. So I think, especially in technology, you have to be really, really careful not to go down, like maybe even try to pitch, like get people to buy it even maybe even before you built anything or, um, you know, something along those lines, at least get some buy-in, some feedback before you build, because once you start to build, you really start to lock yourself in because with technology, once you build it, it's really hard to start changing it. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the best things that, uh, that I have done and that I recommend for everybody who is launching something new, in most cases, it's a, it's a product, get there as many people as possible as early as possible and just be there to accept the feedback to like curate the feedback if it's a good feedback that can be implemented and do it right away i mean if you are uh, responsive and you are like uh, doing those changes uh, in the real time as people are responding to you then firstly you will get you will get the people who are uh, who are following you just because you created trust. They suggested that there's a change that you need to implement, you do it, there's an instant trust. And imagine like in the first two days, having like 20 people doing that. Just 20. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, that would be awesome 20. actually. Tw having 20 people would be, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think today it's, it's, it's possible with uh, Product Hunt and all the strategies for, uh, for go to market, I think it's possible to get even even more. But uh, even before that, I mean, I don't know. This is just just one thing that comes to my mind when when you start when you start launching it. But I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do even before that, even before you create a product. I mean, I'm huge um, fan of what Drift is doing and how did they do things because they firstly created uh, a community of uh, product people and they found out that the product people are frustrated because nobody has no idea what the, what are they doing uh, they, they cannot explain it to anybody so they created a community out of them and let them talk about their problems and issues and they saw like okay there's something here so they started they come up with uh, conversational marketing after that you know when they come with with uh, removing the forms and everything else and they come up with a new category uh when they already had a community that's cool so it, it, a, a kind lot of, of good things yeah like, and, and maybe this will be a good segue to ask you a couple of questions um just like using me as a subject but my story kind of started that way too like um basically after i sold my my tech firm i um i, I wanted to start a new business and so i started studying marketing and sales myself and i got i was like super excited about it and i was using that to build like a, um, 
like a, you know, like a fractional CTO kind of thing. Um, so, but I would go out to lunch with all these service providers and I would always be talking about marketing and sales and how interesting it was compared to how a lot of the older school providers thought about it. Cause they're so, they're so, they're very focused on referrals, networking, not that that stuff's bad, but it's like, it has its limits. Um, and so I would get them super excited and then, and then the, you know, the lunch would end and we would both go our ways. And so then I started thinking, man, I, I really love this stuff. I love it. It's really cool. I wasn't really having that much fun on the tech side, just for a lot of different reasons we don't need to go into. But, uh, but, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to get these guys into a mastermind and we're going to talk about this stuff. So I started pitching all these people like, hey, let's do a mastermind. We, we meet once a month and um, I'll charge you this amount. And um, I got like six people into it. But then after I got them in, I started realizing, oh man, like they, like just getting them excited every month isn't going to actually provide that much value. Right. So, so then, and I started getting feedback from them. A lot of them, there's like, Hey, well, I know, I know the ideas around this stuff. I, I hear people talk about it, but what I, what I'm missing is like the tactical execution. How do you actually do this stuff? Um, and so then I was like, Oh, okay. So like this, if I just run this the way I thought it's going to be a disaster. Um, so then I started like really mapping out the things I was doing and started putting them into course form and then, and then delivering that information to them and seeing them go through it. And then, um, and then watching that happen and see where they got stuck and like, was it helping them? Was it not? And then also bringing them together as a community to talk about stuff. Um, and that was just really interesting, an interesting process it, it, to be honest, It was a really stressful, it, I mean, it still is stressful. Um, but it's, it's pretty interesting and fun. So let me ask you this, like for someone like me, if I were to come to you and I was like, Hey, you know, I saw you on LinkedIn. I see your content. Um, like what would be some of your initial questions to me to like, like if, if I was like, Hey, I want to work with you on this. Like how, how could you help me scale this? And, and maybe you've seen a little bit of my content, like, like you have, like, how would you, what would be some of the questions you'd ask me and like, where am I going wrong? What am I doing? Right. Yeah, I mean, um, what I always do, I get, get into the community or yeah, mm. in, into your group and really I see think. what's going on. What are oh, some, cool. some of the things try to experience it myself. Cool. And then when I, when I, when I can feel the value, I can go and, uh, and you know, like, have a ways of which we can we can share the value with uh, with the with the audience with wider mm -hmm. audience or if i can see that we can do something better then i can suggest some of the things that we can maybe change or do differently or something like that i mean from what i've seen a lot of things are very simple but we tend to complicate them i don't know why do we do that especially in b2b we we tend to complicate so many things with with no reasons I, I, I have an idea because I go through that myself. Like I, I'm the king of overcomplicating my life. Um, <laughs> like I, I, my to-do list is way too complicated. Everything I, I, I'm actually working on simplifying that, but I think it's our ego. I think we, we, we butt up against our own ego and we have a hard time getting outside of ourselves. Like for an example, one of the big insights I had, I had a group meeting yesterday and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach people how to, um, to better their marketing. And uh, so sometimes I feel a lot of stress, like when somebody has an issue, they run up against something and, um, you know, like they're looking to me uh, for an answer. And, you know, sometimes I, I always come up with one, but it's, sometimes it's hard to do on the spot. And, um, but was it, what was interesting in the group that I, I knew this intellectually, but like the group started helping this person. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that was awesome. That was cool. Like, and they gave them great ideas. And I, I realized that it's like part of the value here is just the group and the people that are in the group. And I thought that was a pretty interesting insight that I, that my own brain knew intellectually, but it wasn't. It, it yeah, wasn't I, I can see like with, with the most majority of those kind of groups, I, I see like the people who are in the group as the main value or the main resource for, for everyone. Uh, I mean, now when, when everything is becoming like bigger and is growing, there are a lot of people who, I don't know, are sharing things, uh, 
giving their own perspectives, but having them in one place, them people that know what they are doing, they're successful in, in their industry, in their niche, in, in their job, and they, them sharing, all of them sharing their problems and other people also giving them solutions or maybe some of them had the same experience. I think that's, that's, that's the future of where things are going. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and that's what I think is kind of cool. Is like, especially with this group I'm building, it's like there's all these, um, most of the people in there have established businesses. So they have a ton of experience and it's, a lot of it is around networking and referrals and how to do that kind of organic um, growth. And so one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I'd love your take on this too, is like, so, the, and then there's all these new opportunities, right? There's LinkedIn, there's Facebook groups. I want to talk to you about Facebook groups because I know you're doing that too. Um, but there's all these other opportunities. And, um, and what I was, what I'm thinking is like, okay, what, probably the best strategy, especially for some of these guys that have local businesses, um, th they are expanding, you know, some of them are more local than others, but it's like, how do you, how do you combine both? How do you like, how do you engage all of your existing network, your networking clubs, all your referrals, your clients, and then how do you start to then rope in new people from the outside in Facebook groups on LinkedIn? How do you bring them all together and then record something with everybody? You're providing value. You're, you're, you're growing your community in both ways. You're also recording it. You're having real conversations. You're giving things. And then how do you distribute all that content out to everybody? How do you put it uh, into an email list that's effective? Um, and instead of trying to think one or the other, really trying to do both and like come up with a really cool strategy that, that combines everything. Yeah, I mean, I try to do that and uh, I realized that I need to focus on LinkedIn, only on, on one channel and that's where, where we are right now focused on. Um, I don't remember when I, I mean, I posted a few days ago just a photo with a client on Facebook, nothing else on our Facebook page. And in the group, I also didn't post for, I don't know, for at least two weeks, I think. Uh, because like from the group, I don't get few people who are coming to our uh, live B2B weekly Q&A when we are like recording the podcast. They're, even if I don't post in the group, they're, they're here because they're on the email list for the, for the podcast and they are getting notification from, from the Google Calendar and showing up uh, weekly. And uh, basically, this Facebook group for, for a while now, maybe even nine years. And uh, it's been growing slowly, but uh, there are a lot of people over there from Serbia. It's maybe 70 to 30% when it comes to Serbia and the rest from Serbia are inactive when we talk in English. I don't know why. Uh, I, I had that decision just to, to switch it in English because I don't know, uh, all, of, all of them are now following me and my team on LinkedIn, basically the, the same kind of content. And I thought there's no need to, to duplicate it. Uh, and when it comes to, to the email list, there's one thing that I did back in the, I don't know, it was the beginning of March or end of March when the whole coronavirus isolation starts. Um, like I'm using GetResponse for, for email and uh, they gave me the opportunity to, to use uh, the version with, uh, with webinars. So I organized like six or seven webinars in like two weeks with all kind of different people. Some of them were my clients. So we got the content for ourselves and for them. Some of them were like the, the people from the industry I wanted to, to interview with. And I received like, I don't know, uh, around 450 subscribers just based, wow. based on, based on that. And, uh, and, and now, question, and question, how did mm -hmm. you promote that? Did you, where did you promote the, um, the webinars? No, it was, it was so easy. I just shared it three times, one on, on my personal Facebook, one in Facebook group and one on LinkedIn. And there were some of some uh, marketing portals from, from here that 
they took, let's say, the news and shared it. But basically, uh, that's all uh, I have done because I've, I've been riding the wave of everybody going into webinars and trying to get educated because it was something that, that was new, you know. People were not bored with webinars as they are three months after that. So uh, I use I use that wave and we really gave value in the in the in the webinars. We, I didn't try to sell them anything. Right. After that, I'm just sending them like once a week, maybe uh, I don't know a longer version of my LinkedIn posts, or uh, I'm informing them that we have the new podcast with an interesting topic that they should uh, listen to. Those kind of things, nothing much i'm still struggling to get there now that i have a team we're coming up with the strategy for for that part too uh, but uh, i'm actually just getting them back to the website so they can consume the content more and when they are ready they just come up and and convert no matter if it's like a partnership if they're recommending us to somebody or um, or they're coming up uh, as a client so all kind of kind of different things are, are going on. And I mean, I like email. Performance marketing. So I like the email as a, as a channel. Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm, I'm the guy who without, without pictures, uh, just bland text and just like, uh, I'm writing the emails in a way like, okay, it's six in the morning and just got up and I'm writing you an email. I to tell to you today. Like this is the way that I'm that I'm writing. Just as I'm talking, that's how I'm writing, and, and basically that's it. Also, other ways that I'm the growing email list is that I've been organizing offline events. Here it was pre-corona time. Um and I was creating a small community of, of people who are interested in marketing, in business, and um, just taking them in some spaces which are not boring as most of the, like, the business spaces are. So it's like a co-working cultural building when they're like DJs, musicians, everything. So they're mixing up with that. And that's how I come up with a with nice community and I'm bringing a guest every week so that's also one part of it so i'm trying to go online and offline now like with this corona it's it's changed a bit um i had also a goal to uh, utilize all of that with a with a huge offline event like on a conference where we are gathering people from marketing and um creative people just to uh, have one-on-one -on -one intimate conversations, few, few thought leaders to, to share their experience and so people can get to know each other. No, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, well, when I first started, I was saying like, I thought you, you were saying it's, it's challenging to do, but I, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying though is that you really are trying to do that. You're like, you're combining, I mean, I know that, that uh, coronavirus throws a, a wrench in all of that stuff, but you're, you're bringing it all together, like the people that you know, the people in your community, um, and then also trying to bring in a new group of people online and really to just educate them on new things, create awareness, and then, uh, you know, at some point, and then also deliver that information again on email. And then at some point they can uh, end up working with you if, if they feel like you're the right fit. Yeah, I mean, on, on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm seeing daily people who are becoming the new connections or they're following me, like, it's easy to spot up when somebody new is, is engaging with your content, right? Because they are new. And I'm seeing a lot when people are connecting with me, they're like liking three or four posts in a row, commenting, that's, that's where I know like the, my content is targeting the right people and I'm connecting with the, with the right people. And also like we don't have uh, a CTA anywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the featured section, but I don't invite people to go and subscribe or do anything else. They, we have people coming to the, to the website with direct traffic. That means that we are creating the brand. Uh, and I can see in Google Search Console, they're using my name to get to the website. So 
they, they are searching for my name and coming to the website that way. And I can see like the email list growing. Like every two or three days, somebody new is subscribing. And I mean, that's fantastic because we are not really creating new content on a website. We focus on LinkedIn uh, because we're seeing that delivering results. And I mean, it's great that people are giving us trust just because we are giving the value right here on the channel. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you say no call to action, you mean like no call to action on most of your, your posts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know where I started doing that because at, at the beginning, I did invite people like check the, the link in the comments or go check our website, something like that. But uh, I mean, I'm not doing it anymore because uh, I don't see the need. I don't also, I also don't use the hashtags. I don't know why, but I didn't, I don't see the difference right now. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know, there's a engagement happening and everything. Maybe I don't need them, but I don't know. It, you know, I, I'm with you on that too. I used to as well, like on every one of my videos, I'd be like, tell me what you think about this and tell me what you think about that. And then after a while, like just because I was learning how to do it myself and that's what everyone else was doing. And then after a while, I was, man, I was like, like if it, I just kind of start to felt like, why am I telling everybody exactly what to do? Um, plus some people, um, some people, at some point, some, somebody um, told me, they were like, well, sometimes when somebody has a call to action and it's different from what I'm thinking, I don't comment because they said something, they, they asked for this and I had something else to say, so I didn't comment. Um, and then I also noticed some other prominent people on LinkedIn weren't doing it either. And like, I think at just one moment, I was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore because I just don't feel good about it. Um, and then it was funny too, because I, I made a post just last week and I was like, I was like, stop using call to actions unless, you, and the, I mean, sometimes it makes sense. Like you're doing a poll or like it, you're literally looking for something specific. And the, the most ironic thing is like that post got a lot of engagement and there was no call to action on it. And a lot of people were like, you have to have a call to action. You have to. And it was one of, it was one of my posts that had the most engagement and it was about not having a, a call to action. And there was all this action. <laughs> I just, I thought that was kind of ironic that, uh, that that happened. So. Yeah, yeah the same. I mean, what, what I'm seeing, like the posts that are getting the, getting the most engagement are the posts that inside the posts, something personal in the story, or maybe it's something that, that people are relating to. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It, that reminds me of another. Now, now we, we saw. Oh, God. I didn't mm -hmm. mean to interrupt you. It was, just the inter... it was just the internet thing. Finish your thought. Sorry. No, I, I, I'm, I mean, we saw, we saw the, how it goes. We use the template. Now we're using it a lot for the, like it's, it's interesting to, to see how your post is competing with some of the posts that, that you are doing also for the clients. You know, now it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, one thing that I have found that's interesting about um, posting on LinkedIn is that there, there are two parts to it. There's like, there's the value in the, in the, the content itself and there's like how engaging it is. Um, but it also still has to get attention too. And so I, those first couple of lines are real important. Um, I, I think it probably, it's not as important as like when you become more well-known and people just know you and they see your face and they just stop to read everything you have. Um, but I have found it is kind of interesting is like, if I make a post and I spend a little bit more time thinking about those cu first couple of lines and I make them easy to see and, and make it clear as to what people are gonna get by reading it, it dramatically changes how much uh, how many views, comments, and likes that, that I get. And um, so, cause I, sometimes I'll see someone's post and I'll read it and I'll be like, wow, that was a really cool story or really something, but it was just like this real dense piece of text. And uh, I can, and I, and I, and the stuff that the valuable stuff was really at the bottom. And I, I sometimes I'll reach out to that person. I'll say, Hey, if you just tweak this and repost it and see what happens. And um, it's kind of, it's just interesting how all this stuff in marketing kind of plays together. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, a lot of like 80% of my posts in the last two months were the posts that I had on LinkedIn posted like six to 30 months ago, the same, the same posts. And they were getting like six to eight likes, maybe some comments. 
occasionally, but right now it's all of them are, are really blowing up. And it, it's proved me uh, a theory that I have uh, and it, that it's not about content. I mean, content is important. It, it needs to be like really quality and give value. But if you are not connected with the right people who uh, will engage with your content, it doesn't matter if it's good content or bad. Um, and the difference that made, uh, what made the different difference for me is uh, when I realized that a lot of people on LinkedIn are inactive right. and I don't need to go after the people who are like CEOs, decision makers, who are like people whom I should go, uh, go to. I mean, they are my target audience, my target customers, but uh, I'm going after people who are reacting, engaging on the post of people who are some of them decision makers, some of them my target groups, but also the people who are like me going after those people. Mm, right, right. So posting sort of the same things that I am in a way, I'm trying right. to, to get those people to come from their post to my post. Right. And so it's like connection requests, and, but also commenting on those people posts. Exactly. Your, I mean, to be honest, that's how probably me and you got ultimately connected. Like, uh, Cause we, we're, you know, we're not doing the same thing, but kind of, we, you know, we have similarities and um, that's, that's ultimately, I think how we started interacting. Um, but it, it I Probably. think, that, I think those are the things that be, can be, that can make it confusing though, for people. Um, even for me is like, those are things you kind of have to negotiate. And, um, and then, but then at the same time, like you have to, you have to pay attention. Cause at the same time, I will look at all that stuff and I will see people that I do want to work with commenting and engaging on it too. Um, so I think that's the kind of stuff that keeps that like stumps people because, um, and then, you know, another thing that I think is interesting that I think gets in people's way is that, um, and I, and I have to be careful about this too, is you're, you're also, you also want to make sure that you're, you don't, how am I trying to say this? Like, you want to be careful that that you're not starting to only cater to the people that are liking and commenting because sometimes those aren't the people that will purchase and your brain can get kind of twisted mentally um, like focusing on the wrong people and that's why I, I encourage people not to be in, in some of those uh, engagement groups um, where yeah, where yeah, it's just people too. sharing links because when you do that it like it messes with your mind and you start you start you start thinking differently about how you should and um, I think going back to when we were first talking, I think that's kind of why sometimes we get, we get stuck in our own head because there's some of these challenges that you have to think through and, um, and you have to get outside your own head sometimes and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I mean, you, you want your community to, to consider you as a leader, right? So they can recommend you to the people that you want to go to. You don't want them just to, to like and engage your posts. You want them to find that you are the teacher, right? to be recognized as somebody they go to, to learn. And when when that border is crossed, then you know that they will they will recommend you to people. I mean, we are right now getting uh, more people scheduling calls for, recommended by our colleagues. You know, or 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 they have seen the post that our colleagues have shared where we are, and it's really great. I mean, we are doing like uh, both sides, going after after the target groups and going after those people to earn their trust because, you know, it's something that they are professional set too, right? Not only you, and if you can get uh, them to realize uh, that there's a value in the things that you are writing about. There's, there are results, they will recommend you for sure. I mean, if I'm seeing that you are doing good things, I will recommend you as somebody else. This is how it goes. Right. Yeah. So, um, so one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is like, you made another post about um, doing paid ads. And I, I asked you, I said, you know, as a service business, are you doing paid ads? And you said you were, and you said you were, you were promoting basically your content. And I wanted to get your thoughts on how somebody can think about that. Um, because a lot of the time with service-based businesses, it's, it's hard to run ads. It's, and when they do, it's always to like generate a lead. That's what their mind is thinking. So like, how does somebody that's running a service business 
when, like, just tell me how you think about it. Like when, when should they start? What other things need to be in place first? And how much should they spend? I mean, give me just some ideas on how to think that through. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, I'm looking at, at these things from two perspectives. Like LinkedIn is when they go to get organic. So they get the personal brand, they get the company brand, and people are coming to the Google to days to, uh, to actually get the first sale. You know, they, get, they had that advantage of 100 days. But for marketing, for content to work, it takes like double that. And we don't have that time. Nobody's giving us even 100 days. So to be able to, to bridge that gap, um, we go to, to advertising. But like Facebook and Instagram are not the platforms when people are going to, to convert in most of, especially not in B2B. Uh, so they are over there just to consume things. So having that in mind, we are creating for them to consume. And uh, so we are creating the content for distribution. What do I mean by that? We articles that feels like they are news, they are consumable in like, like three minutes. Just so, so uh, like even the CEO can add is finding him, I don't know, in the, in the pause when they have lunch break, they can just take up to three minutes just to take a look at it. Like it's the, this is the situation, this is the, the problem, this is some of the stats and this is the solution. That's it, like as simple as that. Then um, case studies in researches, they're really good. With them, we don't target like the decision makers. We, we, we go after people who are, um, who are going to use the service in most cases, who are going to work with us. So, and we go from, from the middle of, from the, from the bottom up in, in that case. And also there are like testimonials, but testimonials, I mean, right now when we have this pandemic, it's not possible, but if uh, there's a possibility in most cases, like testimonials should be like me writing to the, to the client and the client is telling me how the process went up. So, we, like we had a problem, then we tried to find the solution. How did we find the, the agency that helped us? Then uh, what were the results? What were the process and what is the next step? So we are trying to get people to hear from their uh, perspective, then talking about, about results. And then we are following what's happening first on the channel level. So are the right people liking, commenting, sharing? If that's okay, then we are following on the, on the website. So how many time are people spending consuming the content? So we know how long is the video. We know how, how much it takes for the article to be read. So up to three minutes, right? And then if we see that people are spending that much time on the website, we know that it's just a matter of time until they will go back to the company and the, the decision-making process will take time and when it comes to the to the right person that person will come and convert and we will just see a scheduled call we won't know how the process went up and what's going on so this is one thing that uh, that we can do when it comes to uh, let's say speeding up the 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 content marketing to work right i gotcha and and are, are you do you do this for your own business as well yeah, we, we did a few things. I tend to experiment a lot. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spend other people's money if I don't see something that's working, right? Yeah, well, uh, I've, been and, to, I've been wanting to try it myself. So I've, I've, been, uh, I've been thinking about doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming harder and harder because uh, I'm seeing that for some, for some countries, Facebook is, uh, is giving us to do the, like the roles in the company for some it doesn't for some it gives us also to target uh, facebook groups for some it doesn't is that from like a like and legal, uh, yeah it's becoming is that from a legal pro, is that a legal thing that happened in in europe like the um is, is that why that's happening or? no I, I i i think we are like uh how do you say 
the last thing on earth they think about when they experiment something, especially okay. that important. So, so the groups didn't come here to, to this space, but like some other things didn't come, didn't come also, but we have been seeing like when it was the changes in the visibility in the Facebook feed. Ah, we were the first with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah cool. it's, uh, I mean, but what's, what's interesting here is that uh, the cost of the ads is really low here and uh, people are really using like basically Balkans or maybe the East to, to get some traction, to get some social proof on their ads and then just to change the audience and get it back to the US. Interesting. Maybe, you know, because people over there are not reacting if they don't see other people reacting on the post or the other way is to use like if you have a email list just to get the people who are really familiar with, with something because if you don't have people on the website and you get into to cold audience, sometimes it can be hard to convert right away. Cool. The herd mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Well, cool, man. Well, um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you do for people and uh, how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, basically we are creating demand generation programs for B2B companies, most of them uh, software based in the growth phase. Uh, in most cases from 20 to 50 employees. Uh, and uh, I mean, companies that usually have like uh, a marketing team or a content team that already have something done, they have the great culture and we are just taking them to the next step. I mean, in most cases, this is what's happening. We are always accepting like startups to keep to keep being in the dirt right to see what's going on and to accept some other challenges and uh, we do that through different channels in most cases it's it's LinkedIn because it's it's B2B this is where I think we are one of the best when it comes to uh, creating the demand for uh, not only for the services but for the people from the company and actually showcase what's what's behind the scenes i think that demand is actually uh, just the the picture of what's going on behind the scenes in the company and how people are interacting with with each other if that's good you can see it over there and um, i mean this is this is uh, what we do and where we start and then as companies are developing we are going after after brand then we are going after performance so each step how the company is is developing. Uh, I think I'm I'm lucky that that I've been uh, running the the agency. I've been the CMO in in the startups. Uh, I've been working in performance marketing, so basically doing a lot of things from website personalization, email automation, marketing automation, and uh, I can take people to the next step. You know, they don't need to go to somebody else when they they are ready. Like here's the demand and are we converting it or not? Like recently we had this situation with a client and she said, okay, they're already a brand here in Serbia. We are creating the demand on LinkedIn. Like the posts are really blowing up because people know them. They just didn't post on mm. LinkedIn. And, and, now, and now they say, okay, we want to try out the market. Let's just go target everyone. And then we are going like to narrow it down. So now we are, we are testing a lot of things like if people are looking for their services during the weekend, are they, um, which, which industries are the best ones? No, it's FinTech industry. So it's always a little bit, a little bit tricky, especially now in post COVID time. Uh, and it's interesting because like this client specifically has a B2C company and a B2B product. So, we are going from, from both sides and using both personal profiles and company profiles to, to mix it all up. And it's, it's exciting, you know, like cool. just playing it's the all... game and trying to find a way to get to the right, to the right, uh, to the goal, uh, using the, the shortest and the most, um, the most, uh, effective way. That is interesting, man. It, it kind of reminds me of another post you did, but it's like, it almost feels like the market is just becoming like P to P or E to E. It's like person to person or entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And like all of these other, I know that's not completely true. And you know, there's, there's a lot of complexities in like all the different types of businesses out there. Um, 
but in a lot of ways, it seems like it's just becoming P2P, which is kind of cool in a way because um, in the end, like that's what we are, right? So it's, it's almost, if, you, if you're willing to just be who you are and expose that, you, you just have like a, like a, a golden opportunity. And uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I started like focusing on a lot of these service businesses because it does seem like startups understand this concept a little bit better. Um, uh, and a lot of service-based companies are still kind of a little bit stuck in terms of how they think about doing business and like they don't even want to invest in some of this stuff because they don't know how it's going to go. It's like too overwhelming. And, um, but that's cool, man. I mean, let, 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 let me tell you like my ex boss, who is somebody who knows performance marketing and everything else has experience of like 15 years working it. It's one of the pioneers here with the online events and all kinds of things. He's still posting like, okay, this is the photo of the, of the strategy that we created. If there are like five, five likes or if there is interest, I will post the video and explain it. And then nobody responds and you are just waiting like five days and uh, it comes a video. Nobody asked for it, you know? So that's not how you do it. You need to create that demand, not just to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, yeah, it's those kind of situations are happening all the time. Um, I wanted to, to tell you also another thing when I was like, it's my first agency that I worked at and um, I was posting results and everything. I was GM, I was also in charge of the biggest clients. So I was sharing everything. I challenged myself to get at least one new uh, visitor on the website. And I learned a lot of things, you know, when you, when it's not working, what can I do now to change those kind of things? I mean, it's something that you do when you are crazy and you are uh, like, have this will to learn a lot of things. Right, right. And, and, and like, People were following that and I, I had no idea. So one day the new direct, director of new businesses in Ringer Aksha Springer, it's the, big, the biggest media groupation, publishing groupation here in Europe. So she sent me a message. Okay, so we had this girl who is leaving the company. She was doing the SEO and SEM. And we asked her, who do we go to to replace you or an agency or whatever? And she said, okay, you can go to to Nemanja, uh, they are not working with in Serbia, but maybe they will if you if you uh, approach them. And I had no idea who the girl is. I had never met her. She was just following what I was posting, what I was talking about, and that's it's happened in 2018. That, that's when when I saw how things are going and how important it is to share results and just the journey. Right. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I, I totally agree. And I, somebody else told me a story about how they made a hire. They hired somebody because they saw a YouTube video and the YouTube video wasn't even about what they were hiring her for. It just happened to be like, um, uh, just it showed, it showcased that she could do the job. And you know, it's another interesting thing, like, uh, on that point, uh, that I'm, I'm working through right now is like when I first started posting on LinkedIn, I got through it because I just made a commitment that I was going to do it and I was going to figure it out one way or the other. Cause I knew from just so many important people, I knew that this, even if it wasn't LinkedIn, this was how to do it. Um, and so I started doing that and doing it and I kept going and started figuring it out. And then, um, and then at a certain point I was like, man, this is a lot of work, especially you're creating original stuff, everyday videos. Um, and so I had this idea of creating like a, like a content machine. And I, know, and I know you're doing one too. And I saw your post just like oh, two weeks ago, you did a big thing. I saved that link and I have it actually. Uh, I haven't gone through it, but I'm going to. Um, but then I was like, I'm going to build this machine because instead of like just getting crushed by trying to do this all the time, I'm going to build my machine and I mapped it all out. And then um, I built it. I, I'm an engineer. So I used some software to kind of help me do it. And then I was like, man, this is amazing because this is my content. So I posted something on LinkedIn yesterday and I was like, I'm building my machine and this is how it works. And this is how it's interesting. And like, this is what's going to save me. And this is, and it got a lot of cool reaction. And, um, and now people know I'm building a machine. They know that my clients are going to get a machine 
And uh, it's just kind of a cool, like as long as you're innovating and as long as you see a problem that you're having and then you start to attack it and then solve it and then show people that, uh, it's really kind of a fascinating uh, process. And um, Yeah, and when you, when you think about it, it's what we should do from the beginning, right? Those right. are the basics. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, ca- mean, it's kind of counterintuitive, but... Yeah, one thing that you mentioned, like, I hire all of the people in funky marketing, just uh, even my director of, of the generation, he approached me and he said, man, I've been following you for three months. I want to work with you. Nice. Like he's uh, eight years older than me. So a lot of experience, a lot of different things. Then Martin, the other guy, uh, I reached out to him because we were going back and forth on LinkedIn and I found out what he knows, those kind of things. So. Uh, and right now, where we are doing like the content on LinkedIn for the clients, we are also doing it for the for to get the best people to work with us. Yeah, right? and that's so it's it's going on and on. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about it um, is that it ends. You, what I think is cool about it is that you basically have one strategy that involves your clients, your results, your your new clients, your existing ones, your new ones. It, and it's just one effort. And in that, if, if, you, if you can understand that concept that you're do, you end up coming up with one strategy, it takes time to think it through and to implement it. Like I can attest to that. Like if you try to do it all at once, it's pretty overwhelming. Um, but if you're very patient and you just start putting these things in place, it all works together. And that's where you're leveraging. Like you have a huge amount of leverage. And I think that's pretty in- the interesting part about it and the, the secret part of it, but it's not that secret. But um, anyway, well, hey man, um, it was, it was, you have, did you have a finishing thought? I saw you, so you might want to say something. No, no, oh, yeah. I, I was, I was just, I was just wanted to say that like patience for me is, is the most important thing here in man, what you're saying. I am learning that, but that's been such a hard process for me, to be honest with you. Like, um, I'm, I'm learning how to do that at this stage of my life, but it's, that's been a hard thing for me to learn. And, um, but I'm, I'm learning it. I'm, I'm like, I, I joked about uh, meditation in the beginning of the, the podcast, but I'm, I'm doing that now. And, um, uh, that part of that part of it is, is pretty big. And, um, cause otherwise it's impossible, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I started funky marketing with a guy who dropped out in the in the second month, just because he he got a baby. The circumstances have changed. He wanted to cash out immediately, and I didn't want to go that. I I, I drew the the goals and I wanted to get there. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have any money on the side, nothing else. I just had the goal: where do I want to get? And I was patient about it because I seen it work. I know it would work. The only, the only uh, thing missing in the equation, the only thing that I was unfamiliar with is entrepreneurship, not the marketing part. So I knew that I'm gonna, gonna learn this thing. That, that's, that's, that's fascinating, man. And like, uh, it's, it's funny for me, it's the reverse. So like, um, I, I was doing uh, tech for 30 years, building software. And then when COVID hit, everything came to a head. And um, I was like, I didn't want to do what I was doing. I loved marketing. And I just switched. I, I switched careers. Uh, and, I, and But I had built a business before. So I knew how to build a business. I knew how I did it on thought leadership for the most part, um, like building blogs and uh, spreading my expertise and innovating. And then I, so I, and I'd been working with marketing. So it wasn't like I was just brand new. Um, and I just flipped on a dime. And so I was the reverse of you where I had way, I had a lot of entrepreneurial uh, experience, but I didn't have the hands-on marketing experience. And then like the, the family's all cooped up in the house. We got, I've got two kids. I mean, to be honest, every day is like a, kind of a crazy experience. And um can imagine <laughs> it is like I'm learning something new I'm, I'm pitching it I'm learning I'm building a course I got two kids like I got dogs next door barking in my podcast and uh, so patience has been something that I've had to like just re- really invest time in and that's hard when you are low on time 
So it's, it's, it's counterintuitive that you have to spend time on, on just the mental part of it. And uh, so anyways, Hey man, it's been, it's been awesome chatting with you. I'd love to have you back on here at some point. Um, I knew that we would get along well and uh, it turns out that it's true. And uh, so, you know, I really appreciate you being on. This has been a great experience. I've, I've been learning a lot from you. So, I've, you know, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right. I'll see you.